Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Pursuing your future doesn't end at 40. In fact, it may mark the beginning of knowing who you are, what you're capable of, and what you really want. But knowing what's next and how to get there can be a challenge, especially when old narratives play on repeat. Liberty Road is here to share stories so that you can consider your possibilities, pursue your purpose, and move into your future with intention. I'm your host, Netta Jones, and we're here to listen, learn, and liberate dreams one episode at a time. Well, hello, Liberty listeners. Welcome to another episode of Liberty Road. Today, you guys get kind of a double treat. You're going to hear from two people who are doing work very specifically around reinvention and around reinvention in midlife, which is so much a part of the storytelling we're doing here on the podcast. So I'm excited for you guys to meet Dana Hilmer and Wendy Parati of Camp Reinvention. Wendy and Dana, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you. We're excited to be here. So since there's three of us on this conversation, I'll try and direct my questions specifically to one of you at a time so we can get all the goods here. So Wendy, why don't we start with you? Tell us what Camp Reinvention is. So I think in essence, Camp Reinvention is a program where we help women over 50 undo the patterns that hold them back and find a new path forward and take their first step forward onto that path. And we do it in a whole bunch of different ways with a bunch of different programs, our flagship programs, uh, 12 weeks long, and it's incredibly intense. But if we were to say it in a nutshell, we are really taking women through a process of reinvention. And Dana, can you build on that a little bit? Is that reinvention in their career? Is it in their personal life? Is there an, it, kind of the intersection of the two? Tell us more. The answer is yes and yes. We're coaching each person as a whole person. We can't separate out the person that wants to change their career from everything else going on in their life. So we find that people come to camp usually wanting to solve for something. Either I want to change career or health or maybe a relationship change. Maybe it's, I don't know what the heck I want. But at mm. the end of the day, what we're doing is we're helping them get the clarity on what they want and then to go through this process. And it's a really meaty process because we have some decades under our belt, right? We have a lot of patterns and ways that we are operating in the world that may or may not be serving us. We have things to let go of before we move forward. We have change is difficult, right? There's a lot of things yeah. that go into this process of creating change. And we design this specifically for women that are at this stage of life. And it's funny, we use the age 50, but the reality is, you know, we serve women are, you know, for, mid to late 40s, all the way into their 70s, right? So it's that woman that's really at a crossroads of some sort. And maybe overwhelmed or feeling stuck. 
and they want to create a second act or a next act. Maybe it's their third or fourth or fifth act, but they want to create a next act that is exciting, that they feel really, really excited about and to do it with some confidence and to do it with peace of mind, right? To tap into that. And to do it with scaffolding. I mean, what you guys are in the 12 weeks providing for people is a mechanism to walk them through these things, right? So tell us a little bit about that. What are your respective backgrounds that sort of led to this? Wendy, we'll go back to you. Okay. So my educational backgrounds in psychology, um, I started out my career in communications and PR. I was a spokesperson for a, a national nonprofit. And then I went into entrepreneurship. I helped my husband build his company when we were having children. So I had my feet in a lot of different waters. And then at some point I decided this is all about someone else. It's They were all, even my first job, as much as I loved being a spokesperson, it was more about who I was supposed to be given what my skill sets were. And so when I started to look at what was missing for me, that sense of, I think I really had a sense of having lost myself. And so I started diving into a lot of personal development work with reading, with with study. Um, I went back to school. And at that point, I really thought my only choice, because we have blinders on, right, yeah. is I'm going to stay here and be with help in this family business, um, which I no longer wanted, or I'm going to go back and become a therapist, which is I had chosen not to do first go around. And so when coaching came across my sort of radar, it was the best of everything. It was about learning how to communicate with yourself in the world in a new way, how to change your perspective so that things that weren't possible became possible. And at that point, it made me feel like, oh my gosh, this is the right direction for me. But no one had heard of coaching then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it felt it, it felt a little scary to take that step. And I think that it was the process that brought me to taking that step to become credentialed and certified all of those kajillion years ago that made me most certain that this was the right path for me. It's funny how meta that whole thing is, right? The thing that you were doing is the thing that you are now teaching people to do and and to process. Dana, how about you? Tell us about your background. Yeah, you know, it's funny. We we both have reinvention stories. In fact, I started my career in magazine publishing. So I was on the business side of magazine publishing, doing marketing. For many years, I enjoyed it. And for many years, I didn't. And I found that I was checking the boxes. I was going up the ladder. I was doing what I thought I should do and pursuing the career I thought I should pursue because you know, once you're a marketing associate, you want to be a marketing manager and then a marketing director. And I landed in the corner office and I've never been more miserable in my entire life. I thought that's what I was working for. And I realized that this is not how I want to experience my life. And there's nothing wrong with it. It just wasn't right for me. It it wasn't the work I want to contribute to the world. And at the end of the day, you can be really good at something and it doesn't mean it's right for you. And I was good at it. It wasn't right for me. I was wearing shoes that did not fit. And it took me a long time to give myself permission to get off that path because it gets a little harder, doesn't it? Once you're on a path for quite a while, and now I quote unquote made it. And so I had to give myself permission to get off. And so I, like Wendy, discovered coaching back when it was kind of fledgling. I ended up getting training in positive psychology, uh, became certified in positive psychology and ultimately coaching, of course. And before Wendy and I came together for Camp Reinvention, I, like Wendy, was doing work and still am at times uh, in corporate, doing women's leadership work, obviously a lot of one-on-one coaching. But I think when I found positive psychology, it's interesting. It's almost like I found what I didn't know what I was looking for. When coaching was that new fledgling career back 25 years ago, it felt like people could hang out shingle and say they were a coach. And I needed it to be meaty. And so Wendy and I are both kind of science geeks. And so I love that everything 
that we're sharing in Camp Reinvention and in the coaching I do is grounded in the science of positive psychology. And Wendy brings forth a ton of neuroscience and a lot of brain science. And so to have it all be grounded, it's almost like back when I learned about coaching, I felt like it needed to be meteor. And now after all this training, it is. And so I kind of joke at times, I'm doing the work finally I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> so yeah. so it's a good it's a good place to be. It's a good place to be, and it gives you context for those that you're working with. I mean, both of yeah. you, having had those stories, have a, understand the personal tension of having success, having done other things, yeah. feeling like something's not quite fitting, and not being able to articulate what's next. Yeah. So it gives you exactly what you need to be able to walk others through that process, which I think is invaluable, especially as women, when we're connecting to one another, when we're wanting to see realized before us what can be, right? We want to yeah. see what is possible for ourselves. So you guys are examples of that, as well as people who have put in the time and the energy and are credentialed to do the work. So it's yeah. a nice combination that you both uh, bring to the table. Talk to me a little bit about coming together as partners. One of the things that I was steeped in for so many years as working as a startup consultant for female-founded businesses was working with partners. And unfortunately, many times it was, by the time I got brought into the, the situation, the divorce was sort of beginning and we were trying to navigate that. And yet some of the most brilliant and successful partnerships, teams came from those when people really understood who they were and who they weren't in those partnerships and what they had to offer. Mm -hmm. How did you guys navigate that? Wendy, maybe you could speak to that for a minute. It's funny. I really never wanted a partner. <laughs> like if you had asked me five years ago, what do you absolutely know for sure about yourself in business? And it would be no partner. Yeah. Because I sort of came of age in my 30s and 40s growing a company. And I swam with a lot of entrepreneurs and the networking groups that I went to and the peer groups and the associations that I was involved with were entrepreneurial associations. And from my experience, partnerships were often nightmarish. And I had a real, at this, by the time I met Dana, I had a really successful coaching practice. I had a coaching practice with a waiting list and I ran groups and I had a second business that was doing leadership development in, uh, in tech startups in, in, uh, in the tri-state area here in the East. And so there was nothing that I wanted that would make this thing happen. But Dana is an like serial networker. And she was always like, hey, let's have coffee. Hey, let's have lunch. Hey, let's, hey, let's, hey, let's, hey, let's. And who doesn't love Dana, right? Like, you, you can't not love Dana. And so at some point, she caught me at the right moment and we had coffee and we started talking about like what we knew and loved about our work and about the women that we worked with and the processes that we used. And we found like, wow, there's there's so much that's really simpatico here. Mm -hmm. And we thought, let's do a little, let's do a project. Let's do a project together. And so we came up with the idea of Camp Reinvention and it was a retreat, live intensive four-day like coaching experience that had like a tale of uh six months of group coaching with within that cohort um and we were so excited about it and we planned it and we filled it like first one out we filled it and it was like that it was amazing it was like it gives me goosebumps it was amazing and we were like let's do another one like we both had these businesses let's do another one and so, you know, Dana says we kind of dated each other first. Yeah. Right? We dated each other. And then the pandemic came exactly at that moment. And so it was either we give up this dating thing that we're doing, playing with one another in this really cool way, or we create something that is digital. And if you create something that's digital, I mean, you know, it's this, this is a business now. It's, yeah. it's a business. And so, uh, like, we dated our way into this partnership. 
<laughs> Which is a good way to do it. It's a great right. way to do it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. it's so great. And you know, it's funny. We realized, you know, when we did the retreat that there's something magical about how we teach and coach together. We had no idea that behind the scenes, our skill set is so complementary and so opposite, mm. right? Like if I had to figure out sales funnels and do web pages and designs and stuff, I would never have an online business. Thank God Wendy is a master at that stuff. And I'm yeah. the one who's doing the partnerships and the outreaches and the PR. And, you know, I think she's probably at the point, and I'll, I don't want to totally speak for you, Wendy, but I think she's happy that I'm the one doing all those outreaches, right? I, I love that stuff. And so what we're doing the, behind the scenes, we're truly the perfect match behind the scenes. And I think one thing that I am so grateful for, because Wendy did start off thinking, I don't want a partnership. I don't know that I had any opinion one, one way or the other, but it, it's an example of letting go of how you think things are going to unfold, mm -hmm. right? Like we, we teach that in camp, that you need to let go of the outcome because if you don't, you're not going to see other possibilities. Things don't always happen the way you think they're going to. And I think we're a perfect example of that. And I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. I did an interview this morning with Michelle, who is the founder of Iris and Romeo. And she said, if you want to watch God laugh, tell him your plans. Mm -hmm. And she talked about launching her business right before COVID, similar to yeah. you, and having to really think on her feet. And I think most successful entrepreneurs will tell you at least one story where they had to iterate and do something that they never thought they were going to have to do. And it's really, it's really a game of hanging in there and mm -hmm. time and time and time again, shifting, little shifts. Not everything has to be a full pivot. They're those little shifts that we make. I want to ask you, Wendy, really quickly, what, aside from Dana's shining personality, what was it for you that you finally said yes to? Because it really is hard when you're somebody who doesn't want a partnership to finally say yes to those things. Why didn't you continue to just do projects, even digital projects sure. together every once in a while? What made you say, let's go for this? This is something. Sure. So I am a very strategic thinker. I am mm -hmm. a big picture thinker, and at the same time, a very ordered, systems-oriented person in business. And so those are the things that I did really well in my business. And when you're a, a solopreneur coach, that's all you need. That's all you need. But I was working on scaling, mm -hmm. right, and running more groups and doing more things, more things like that. So I had all of this part in place that is my sweet spot in business. What I did not have in place is that ability to network the way Dana does. That ability to think with that PR mindset that Dana has. And in truth, like people don't understand that about me because I look, my first job was as a spokesperson. I right. appear to be very forward facing. I am not. I'm incredibly shy. I'm incredibly private. I don't meet people. I don't follow up after I meet new people. Like it's just, it is not my skill set at all. You're busy strategizing. My, that's why. I'm busy strategizing, <laughs> right? I, I'm, yeah. I'm doing that very other thing. And when I say that it's not just tenacity, she is brilliant when it comes to those elements of putting camp reinvention in people's minds, of having conversations everywhere she goes about camp and about the passion that we have for this work and, and the things that we're capable of doing for women and the things that we have done for women. Like Dana talks about that to everyone, everywhere she goes with poise and grace and a sincerity that is just so natural. Like I have goosebumps talking about it. <laughs> I don't have that. Mm. You know, like we can't learn to be everything. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and we shouldn't be. We shouldn't. Right? And we shouldn't right. be. So yeah. it was like, wow, this is a very cool little marriage. Yeah. And Dana, what was it that you 
trusted, right? Because here you are, if you're going out and talking about camp reinvention, and now it's the two of you, you're not just talking about yourself. There's a lot of trust that you're putting in Wendy and what the two of you are creating. And for somebody who perhaps didn't thrive in the same way that Wendy does in systems and the organization and building this digital sort of creature, here you were talking about something, but she was really the one who was implementing some of the things that you were talking about, even though it was your collective work that she was putting into mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. How did you, or when did you feel like, okay, I can trust this. I'm not just advocating, if you will, for mm -hmm. my work as a coach. I'm advocating for our collective work. I think one strength I have is choosing really good people in my life. Mm. And, and, and I have to say, I trust myself on that. I have amazing people in my life. And there was something very special uh, about Wendy that we met at different networking events. You know, it's kind of the world we swam in. And I was like, there's something about her. I just need to get to know her more, right? There was something, you know how it is when, you, when somebody just draws Absolutely. you or you just feel this immediate connection. I trust that because I do that really well. I bring really good people into my life. And I think the fact that we dated each other, we, we started with a project. We didn't dive in. It was a project. We both still have our other businesses. And to this day, we do. We both have one-on-one -on -one clients that we serve, and we serve a lot of them on top of Camp Reinvention. So there wasn't anything that we were necessarily letting go of. We added camp to the mix out of pure joy, like it was a passion project. And because we did it kind of in this experimenter kind of mindset, we weren't wed to anything. We didn't even know we were creating anything beyond this project, right? But this really cool thing got some wheels or wings behind it, right? So I think that the trust that you speak of, I think truly was following my gut and people show themselves with how they show up and we showed up for each other in this beautiful way and it, it wasn't hard to earn that trust. I think it's something that came very naturally with with kind of the process that we went through and how our par partnership ultimately evolved. So yeah, um, yeah, just it's felt good every step of the way. And it's not all hearts and ponies either, right? Like, <laughs> like there have been moments, it's not like bibbidi-babbidi-boo, these two are, women are like, there are moments where like both of us said, have said, ouch, like that didn't feel right. <laughs> and, you know, that's, we walk that talk also, right? We we do that with one another and say, hey, we need to, we can't just we're really honest. Thing slide. We're, we're really yeah. honest. We're really, yeah. that's trust also. That yes. That's an a, an important part of trust also. I would say it's trust and respect. I agree. You guys have given us a recipe in what you've talked about for the idea of whether the partnership is in the business or just people that you would collaborate with if you're a solopreneur. You know, we've talked about trust. What I saw when you were each talking about the other respectively is respect, right? That you value and respect what the other brings to the table. And the other thing is a deep knowing of who you individually are and what you have to offer. Both of you have said, I'm really good at this. I trust myself in this particular area. So you knew what the other person was bringing to the table. You knew the value you were bringing to the table. I think those things are the ingredients um, for a really healthy relationship. And then that honesty, that the ability to say to the other person, as Wendy said, ouch, you know, that didn't feel good. I didn't feel heard. I felt diminished, or that's not exactly the vision I had, or that's not what we talked about, or whatever, all of those things that come up, similar to a, a personal relationship, right? Where you can be honest with one another, not letting those things fester. That comes from trust and and respect too. So I really appreciate you guys sharing both of those. And Wendy, you saying it's not bibbidi-bobbidi-boo um, uh, because it's easy to hear. It's easy to hear kind of, you can tell that you're smiling through your words. It feels like this relationship is one that was kind of easily built. And it's nice to know that, well, there's actually some hardship and that's not, that doesn't make for difficulty unless we allow that to, right? That's just something else we need to work through. You know, one thing I'd love to add too is yeah. honesty, of course, is with ourselves, but honesty is also with being grounded in, in how the business is doing and what is happening um, because mm. we both maintain an experimenter mindset. 
you know, there have been some things that we've done that have worked really well. And there's been some things that we've done that have not. And I think we both have the courage to be honest about it. Like we're not putting the blinders on. It's like, okay, what worked here? What didn't work? And we're not afraid to change based on feedback. And we're not afraid to pivot. Like you said, Meta, you know, it doesn't need to be big pivots, but it's those little tweaks that you make because something could be better. Right. And so I think we both have the ability to be honest with that and to be flexible with what something can look like. And I think that's an element of honesty that I think is really helping us um, grow the business. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for that. I, I'm eager to have our listeners hearing what you guys are saying and starting to think for the first time, perhaps, what would it look like to bring in a partner? What would it look like to start something with somebody? What would it look like to begin a project with somebody? To, you know, a, a curiosity, how can we work together? And to not have it kind of be all or nothing, that there's another way to to approach this. If you were born with ovaries and you're over 40, you might be in perimenopause. Perimenopause is the time leading up to menopause where your hormone levels start to begin fluctuating and decline, and it can last up to 10 years. If you're experiencing symptoms like irregular periods, mood swings, forgetfulness, anxiety, or hot flashes, it might be time for you to talk to a doctor. Now, Alloy is a new kind of women's health company, and they're here to help you feel your best and stay healthy through perimenopause and beyond. From hormonal treatments to symbiotics to skincare, Alloy has what you need to age healthfully. And Alloy doctors are licensed in all 50 states, and all practitioners are menopause trained. So you can work with a doctor to get a personalized treatment plan. Now, once you're a member, you'll get everything shipped to your door, including automatic refills, and you'll get unlimited messaging with your doctor who can answer any questions you have as they come up. So go to myalloy.com to start your virtual appointment today. That's myalloy.com, M-Y-A-L-L-O-Y.com. Were you guys, when you set out to do camp reinvention, you talked about this being a one-time project. Was there an inkling or an idea that this could be something more? Or was it truly, let's just do this one four-day kind of event and there'll be a six-month follow-up and let's see how it goes? Or was there a hope that there could be something here that we would follow up with? Dana, you want to take that? You're you're, you're nodding vigorously. Yeah, you know, when we finished the first retreat, it was January of 2020. And so, of course, you know what's going to happen next. Yeah. But we ended that program so jazzed. I mean, even just the four-day part of the program, like, oh, my gosh, we've got something here. And it went better than we even expected, honestly. Like, it was, we were on fire with it and so excited. And so, immediately, we signed up for the next two retreats. We had them at Mohonk Mountain House in in upstate New York. We signed up for the next two retreats. We were really excited to continue this project, right? And, you know, COVID happened. And so we had to cancel. And at that point, we realized, well, wait a minute, we've got something here. And honestly, I think through doing the first program, I think we both realized, and I'll speak for myself. So, Wendy, if you want to chime in on this, but that this is the passion place right? Mm -hmm. We're realizing that there are so many women at this stage of life that are kind of accepting status quo, or they're at a pain point and they don't know what to do. And we were hearing this, not just from our one-on-one clients, but also from our friends, because we're in this space. And we kept hearing this over and over again. And we're like, it feels so good and so right to be serving this audience to be helping women have a different perspective of what getting older could look like. God knows I didn't have a role model for that, right? I don't want to get older the way my mom did. But the reality is we both believe and we're seeing over and over again with the women that we serve that so much is possible at this stage of life. We can create completely different chapters in our life. It is definitely not too late to pursue a dream. We can have a life that's totally different than what we've had before. And we believe this so strongly, and this became so much of our passion. And as we're doing this work and serving these women, we're seeing that over and over again. Like We feel like we're part of something that 
is a movement and that uh, and you're part of this movement too, right? Mm-hmm. Like helping women realize that, wait a minute, we've got so many more years left. There are more women in our age group than in any other time in history. We get to change life, not just for ourselves, but for all the women that follow us. And so I think what we realize as we're getting into this, that, wait a minute, this is becoming a mission. This is becoming something we're really, really passionate about. And I think it was that kind of glimmer, that sparkle that had us realizing when the pandemic hit that we're not going to let this go. Like we've got to figure out, is there a way to bring this work forward to more women and more more states, more countries. And of course, bringing it online was the answer to that. We didn't start thinking we were going to do that. Not at all. We had a lot to learn and we started before we were ready. Um, You know, all those things you have to figure out. But it was that realization that made us think that, okay, we need to do this work. And how can we serve more people? Sure. Wendy, do you want to add anything to that? We weren't really looking at what this might become when we created this passion project, uh, because we both did a lot of collaborations with other people. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to partner, but I love to collaborate. I had lots of little projects and things that I did with, with other coaches in, in other industries and in other places. Um, Dana too, like we both had a lot of that. It's fun to get to play in that way. But this thing about that that spark that happened was this was the first time I think that we ever really saw the possibility to bring that level of personal work, that individual high-touch attention that you get from one-on-one coaching to a group of people and have them have gotten more from it. Sure because of their interaction with one another and because that coaching process was so personalized. I think that that was like, wow, like it was, wow, we need to give this to people. Like that's what made us think, okay, we can't let it go. This is now, this is an ongoing collaboration. (laughs) Personally, I think collaboration is more fun too. I have to just add that in there. (laughs) Yeah, I love right? the ener- I love the energy. I love the ideation together and everything. There's the energy you keep with each other. Yeah, absolutely. I I also am mindful of the timing. I mean, similar to my own timing with Liberty Road, that what was happening in the zeitgeist was I think two things, right? So we had COVID. We had people reflecting in a new way. We had people taking stock in a new way and thinking about meaning. What is it that I want? Where do I want to have impact? What is it that I want to do next? And if you happen to fall in that midlife or middle third, as we like to call it, space, there's something about counting the days forward, right? And and I like to say that it's a sacred time. It's, sure, it can be scary, but in actuality, it makes every decision more sacred and more special because we are choosing our yeses. Um, we are saying no to things, making room for those yeses. So you had that going on. Then you also had this explosion in the wellness and menopause space in particular, And while I am grateful, probably much like you for all of those women, we are more than our hormones. And so you guys had this opportunity, again, I'm assuming because it's something that I saw, where women in this particular season of life have more opportunity and aren't yet sure how to harness it, aren't yet sure how to take advantage of it because as you said, Dana, Our mothers weren't doing it in that way and because their mothers weren't doing it in that way. So it seems like camp reinvention for all the simpatico and bring, you know, the two of you coming together and the difficulty of launching a live thing and then having to adjust quickly to digital. There's something about the timing of all of this that is just right on that you probably realized you had to take advantage of. Am I putting words in your mouth or were you feeling that way? Yeah, of course, of course. Wendy, 
build on that a little bit. So did you start to see the intersection of these things that I just mentioned? And was it something you were independently doing in your own practice, focusing on women in midlife? In my own practice, I would say 75% of my clients have always been women in midlife, women like me, right? Women who were, who related to me as a coach. That's really important dance that happens. And so we certainly, I think each of us individually had our finger on the pulse of what was needed, what women needed, what they were afraid of, and what their biggest stumbling blocks were. Like we had been, by the time we got to this point where we collaborated with one another, you know, as I said, we'd both been coaching before anybody knew what that was. Like my kids would be like, what is it that you do again? (laughs) Like what? My friends asked me what you do up in that attic, you know, (laughs) the home office, right? I I was on Zoom before anybody had ever heard of Zoom. Like, what, what the heck is this? So like with all of those thousands of hours and hundreds and hundreds of women that and groups of women that we worked with, we certainly had a solid understanding of where this was all heading. And then the pandemic, it was just a natural. And again, now remember, we have Dana, who (laughs) is now talking to everyone else in that space saying, hey, these are the things that we're talking about. Can the women that you are in your group and space use hearing about that? And of course, the answer was yes. So during that pandemic, we really had an opportunity when camp reinvention was just this little fledging, fledgling notion to offer like, I can't tell you how many free programs we offered through so many organizations other than just our own to just talk about how do you navigate difficult times How do you, and not just midlife, because we were in a pandemic, right? But it related into that. And so it was something that we saw that we intentionally took advantage of. And and we certainly see that there was magic in the timing as well. You know, Netta, I love that you mentioned that we're more than our hormones, right? Yeah. The influx of these menopause events are amazing. And we have had the opportunity actually to speak at a couple of the menopause events. And what we bring to the table is, yes, your hormones are changing. And so is everything else, right? Everything about us is changing. The way we think, this stage of reflection or I identity, the sense of urgency, the being true to ourselves, like all these things are changing. And so there's so much more that's happening that isn't just our hormones. This is really a collective pause button or refresh on what do I want? And I want to be true to myself. I think women at this stage of life feel kind of an urgency and a passion to bring forth what they want to do in the world and to be true to themselves. And to your point, to say yes to those things and to, to say no to the shoulds, right? To say no to those things they think they should do. They want to do what is right for them now especially if they haven't done that yet, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's so much that changes. You just said the shoulds, and it's reminding me of the two-part workshop that you did for us in after school. And I just want to share that here on the podcast that anybody who's listening, who what you're saying is resonating with them and they find themselves in that season, you guys do a really great job in those workshops of giving us permission to let go of the shoulds and lean in a little bit more to the things that have been calling on us, that have been tugging at our hearts. And you do it, going back to the earlier conversation, you do it in a way that really takes advantage of the science of kind of who we are and how we connect our head to our heart. And I really appreciated that in the workshop. So Liberty listeners, get into after school and and get ready for these two workshops that'll be launching soon. As we're talking about women who are looking for that change in this particular season in life, this season on the podcast, we're talking about new beginnings. And it's not lost on me that while there is so much opportunity in this season of life, 
new beginnings are really difficult. There is a lot that needs to be let go of, the shoulding, um, and there's a lot that we perhaps don't know how to reorient ourselves around those things that are our dreams or our hopes for the future. What do you find, and I'll ask each of you one part of the question, Wendy, what do you find in your experience with working with women that is so hard about new beginnings as it relates to this middle third of life? Very specifically with that middle third, uh, there is a big difference between our experience and our wisdom. Hmm. And we tend to think they're the same thing. And yet our experience only feeds what we think we know for sure. Just like my experience made me think I knew for sure I don't want a partner. Right? How limiting would that have been if I had thought that was wisdom? Right? So all of that experience, that real life, hard won experience. And listen, those skill sets that we have, those experience that we have learned from throughout all of these decades of our our life, huge and hugely important and not anything that we ever want to let go of. But when we start to look forward at what's possible, All of those experiences also inform us about what we think the limitations are, Mm. right? We learn from experience. Put your hand on a hot stove. Ouch, don't do that again. But all of those decades of experiences in relationships, in successes and failures were so much more complicated than that, so much more complex than that. So the things that we think we know for sure about what's realistic, what's practical, what's possible for us at each stage of the game or given our life circumstances is wildly inaccurate. So our experience kind of leads us astray when we're looking forward about what we might become or about what we might do. It's like taking all of the possibility of the future and stuffing it into the box of your past, right? Mm. To see if it fits there. When wisdom is looking through the lens of that experience of what might be possible. Oh, I learned those things didn't work this way or under these circumstances. And yet, if I put the whole of my experience together, I can find wisdom in seeing new possibility, and that is vast. So I think it's such a hard and easy place for us to get stuck because our experience gets in the way and we think that that's concrete. Wow, that's um, in the words of Oprah, that was an aha moment. I have never heard anybody articulate that in that way. And I think there is an assumption of as we age, we automatically become wise. And yet that wisdom is a muscle like so many other things. And to be able to distinguish what is experience and what is wisdom, there is wisdom in that. So thank you for that. I'll flip the question a little bit, Dana. What is easier for women or what do you, what have you seen in your experience that this season of life allows for relative to new beginnings? What does it bring? You know, I think it kind of circles back to what I said previously, and that at this stage of life, we do have a sense of urgency. We have Mm -hmm. a sense that that clock is ticking. We have a sense that every day that we have is a gift. Some of our people in our life may not have been so fortunate as we are to be in this moment, right? And we have more of a sense of who we are and what is acceptable to us, what is not acceptable to us how we want to grow, how we want to evolve. Maybe because of regrets, that's informed some things for us. Um, These are the things I want to do moving forward. You know, I think it's being grounded in this is what we have right now, and this is precious that we have it, and I am determined to do that thing I want to do. I am determined to be true to myself, maybe finally. I'm determined not to seek the approval of other people. Like I get to do what I say I wanna do. I think the give a shit factor for what other people think goes way down. 
And I think that alone is a gift because we're growing more into who we are. And I think we're more determined to kind of shed the stuff that doesn't work for us and be more clear on what does and to, and to lean into that more. There's a real gift in that. And I think when women are at that place of being reflective, of being at a crossroads, of maybe being overwhelmed or being stuck, you know, our class for you, Netta, yeah. in after school is freedom from what keeps you stuck, right? I think we know that we deserve better than that, right? We don't want to be stuck. We want to be moving forward. We want to be intentional about how we're moving forward. And um, I think the pandemic, uh, I guess, elevated that or brought that to highlight more, right? Yeah. That we do want to be intentional about this. So I guess if I were to say, what is the excitement and what is the gift? It is that knowledge that we want to be intentional about our choices and not live a life where we look back and say, I did what everybody else thought I should do and I never did what I wanted to do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Thank you both for doing the work that you're doing and for focusing on this particular stage of life and on women. I mean, what a gift to so many, but just even people who will hear this podcast. I think you're you're speaking not only intellectually to people to realize, yeah, maybe it is time for me to lean into those things that I want and not care so much about what other people think. But you're really speaking to people's hearts. Like there is this gap. There is this nagging. There is this calling to something. And to help women articulate what that is and to scaffold that process is really meaningful. So thank you for the work that you're doing. But before I let you go, we're going to do our fast five. So I'll just ask each of you uh, the same question and just answer quickly. Um, Wendy, we'll start with you. What is the practice that keeps you grounded on a daily basis? At least 15 minutes. I try for an hour, but at least 15 minutes of doing absolutely nothing like staring out a window, sitting in a bathtub, no phones, no books, no project, no meditating, just nothing. I have never heard that. Being, just 15 minutes of being. Okay, so, and and are you sitting or can you be walking? Like, I can be walking alone, though, yeah. for sure, okay. for sure. It's honestly a, the practice gives me more if yeah. I am still. Okay. It, we're not good at being still. No. We're not good at having nothing being something. And there's a, a lot of nurturing that happens from those moments. I love that. What a, And what a discipline to create that time for ourselves on a regular basis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for saying that part. <laughs> um, Dana, how about for you? Uh, for me, it's anything outside. I need to be outside. I need to be in nature. I think walking is my exercise and it's my therapy. Mm. I'm really fortunate to live near the beach. I also have beautiful state parks that are in the woods. I think the more I'm in nature, the happier I am. Yeah, that grounding. And then yeah. what are you each reading, Wendy? What are you reading right now? I'm reading uh, Determined by Robert Sapolsky. He's, uh, it's his argument that there is no such thing as free will. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm not convinced. Um, although there's a lot about determinism that's really in line with the work that both Tina and I do, that it means that there's no free will. I'm not buying it yet, but Sapolsky's a pretty cool cat. We'll see if he can convince me by the end of the book. <laughs> that's very cool. Okay, I love that. And how about you, Dana? I'm reading A Healthy State of Panic by Farnoosh Tarabi. And mm -hmm. Farnoosh is a financial expert, and she really talks about how fear gets in the way of so many of our money decisions. What I love about it is she's reframing fear. She's challenging you to lean into it and to challenge yourself to see what you can learn from it. And with that, it'll propel you forward. So I love how she's reframing fear. Wow, that's even outside of the financial sort of it's world to everything. space. Yes, yeah. yes, mm -hmm. I yeah. love that. And then what are, we'll go back to Wendy really quickly. In the work that you did for our workshop, Dana kind of gave a nod to it. We, You guys are talking about getting unstuck and how to get unstuck. What is a, 
hack, something that people can do that could be a ritual or just a question to ask themselves that can unlock that unstuckness? Mm. For me, I would say the quickest hack, more than one thing can be true at once, right? As the moment we pretend, you can even pretend I'm putting on this person's glasses, I'm putting on this person's glasses, seeing the world through different eyes just for a moment, what's another thing that can be equally true to the thing that I believe in this moment can change everything. You don't have to change your mind, but just the fact that those other perspectives, those other truths exist changes everything. That's a nod to the book that you're reading. Yes, I love it. (laughs) Yeah. How about you, Dana? You know, I think for me, it's starting before you're ready. I think so many of us spend so much time overthinking, planning, trying to make ourselves bulletproof to be perfect. And if we can't do it perfectly, why do it at all? And we get in our head. And that's what keeps us stuck so often. And if we can just take a step and get into action and just take a tiny little step, that tiny little step gives you information. And the way you get unstuck and the way you get clarity is by being in action. It's not by being in your head. So take one action and do it every day. Amen. Amen to that. That was a a common refrain from Mm -hmm. my coaching and consulting days. So uh, yes, I'm a believer. And Wendy, what are you loving about this midlife season, about this middle third season of your life? Definitely time affluence. And for anybody who's out there who's listening, who knows me personally, who's saying, what? All she does is work. She's always working. (laughs) That's true. I love my work. I mean, I am so invested and in love with it. And if I want to go to the beach in the middle of the day, I can. And Mm. sometimes I do. If I want to take a walk with my husband in the middle of the day, I do. Right? If I want to have a dance party with my daughter when she comes home from college between clients, I can and I do. So there's a time affluence, I think, to this stage of life and certainly this stage of entrepreneurial life that um, is really yummy. Oh, I love mm-hmm. that term of art. Wow. Thank you for that. Dana, how about you? What are you loving about this season? I don't know what Wendy said, but I think two things come to mind. One is I love having these adult kids. Mm. I have three kids that are 19, 21, and 23, and it is the coolest thing ever to meet them at this stage of life and to see how they're evolving and growing and the choices that they're making. And I'm enjoying that there's a seasonality to our life where Mm -hmm. our kids were just home for the holidays. It was chaos. The house was a disaster. I was up till midnight or one in the morning. My schedule was thrown off and I friggin' love it. And they just left a couple days ago. And I love that too. (laughs) You know, it's really nice now having some calm and some peace and to have a sense of that time affluence and to be able to have some evenings back and not have every weekend planned up. This stage of life, I I love that. And and it's surprising to say that because a few years ago, I was so afraid of what empty nest would be. And I'm finding we're spending a lot of time with our kids in a way that's really, really cool. So I love that. I'm also really enjoying the fact that I'm trusting myself more. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm really using my own compass point for my life and living into that more than I ever have. And there's a real peace with that. Yeah, I I need to say something about this empty nest thing because it comes up a lot. Mm -hmm. And what I realize in talking to the two of you is you are probably, I I don't want to put words in your mouth, but probably able to embrace that having them home and being excited and the dance parties with your daughter, Mm -hmm. Wendy, and then sending them back and being okay with that too, Mm -hmm. because you're finding a fullness in your own personal life. And I think Mm -hmm. that where I've seen friends and women struggle more with empty nest, it's that role has been taken from them and nothing's been put in its place which is another reason why camp reinvention is is an important process for people to consider. This is 
a question that we have to ask everybody um, because the podcast is called Liberty Road. Everything that we're doing is really to liberate women one story at a time on this podcast to consider their own possibilities and, and to lean into their own futures with intention. What is it, Wendy, that growing, launching, and growing camp reinvention has done to liberate your life, and I would say separate from the coaching that you did before, very specifically, what has camp reinvention done to liberate you as a mm. woman? I knew a consultant back from the day. He was like, when I was in my 30s, this guy was in his 70s, yeah. and like a Texas oil guy consultant. And he used to say that things go well when everybody's on the right seat on the bus. Mm. And coaching itself, my that business, that practice, the, my one-on-one -on -one coaching, definitely the right seat on the bus for me, for sure. One-on-one -on -one coaching is a very, at least what I would call clean coaching, is nothing like teaching or consulting. Mm. It is a very client-driven process. And it's gorgeous, and I love that. But there was a piece of me that was not getting expressed there, and mm. that's the piece that is creating content in a big way to share, to teach conceptually and coach that Camp Reinvention allows me to do that absolutely feeds my soul to be able to take some of these concepts and make them concrete for people to use on their own, to self-coach with them, to get to have those kinds of conversations with people. Now I feel like I'm wholly on the right seat on the bus. Wow. How about you, Dana? That was quite an answer, Wendy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm going to tell you a little story, which will then share, uh, which will come full circle. When I was 29 years old, I got a pair of rollerblades. And my mom scuffed at me and said, what are you going to do, be 30 years old in rollerblade? And I was like, hell yeah, I hope I'm 60 in rollerblading. Yeah. <laughs> so what camp does for me personally is allows me to help other women be who they want to be as they're 50, 60, 70, 80. And I'm seeing proof of it every day. I didn't grow up with a mom that embodied that. I didn't grow up with role models that embody that. But for some reason, I believed that we get to do what we want to do and, and experience the second half of life the way we want to. At camp, I see proof of that every day. You know, we see women launching businesses. We see women having the courage to leave relationships. We see women doing side gigs or maybe just getting to know themselves more or taking care of themselves in a way they didn't before. Like we see proof of that every day. And so I've always believed that. And now I help teach it and I see it materialize every single day. And that is so rewarding on a professional level, on a personal level. It feeds me. It just feeds me. And, and I love it. Well, it's clear that you two are doing the work that, that you should be doing. Uh, you found your seat on the bus. And thank you for being here and sharing the work that you do. Thank you for coming into after school and sharing these workshops. I'm excited for people to get their hands on these things go through the process that you guys have created for us mm. and to learn more about camp reinvention. And we will have Liberty listeners. We will have in the show notes, the way that you can get a hold of Wendy and Dana and information about their upcoming camp reinvention really quickly. When does your next 12 weeks start? January 30th. Okay. So Ooh. Yeah, soon. So we'll make sure that everybody knows that that's available to them and, and we'll link to them. Thank you both for taking this time to be on the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Such a pleasure. So much fun. Thank you. Nella. Thank you. This was awesome. Absolutely. And Liberty listeners, thanks for hanging out with me and Wendy and Dana, and we will see you guys or talk to you guys next week. Bye for now. Liberty Road is broadcast on all platforms. Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, and more. 
If you like what you've heard, please follow, rate, and review Liberty Road on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It helps us to know if these episodes are inspiring and equipping you to move into your middle third with intention. Liberty Road is created by executive producer Netta Jones, supervising producer Elizabeth Windham, producer Julia Windham, and music by Jack Jones. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.